What's going on, everybody? Yo, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Industry DJs Podcast. I am your host, DJ TK. I am the co-host. I'll do it like this. And again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in for, for another sure, episode. For sure. Another episode of the Industry DJs Podcast. All right. So let me introduce okay. my beautiful loving wonderful amazing should i keep going wife <laughs> i'm buttering her up right now i'm buttering her up right now i'm buttering it i'm buttering it up like fucking bread right now I wonder this, this is vanessa this is my beautiful wife also gm of players pub and grill over in prospect heights great great place great place so you're gonna hear the best of both worlds from a wife's point of view as far as as also from a manager's point of view for a bar restaurant uh, she's been around for many, 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 many years doing this. And who better to have than her? Uh, Vanessa, I want to thank you for coming in. Don't be nervous. <laughs> a little nervous, a little nervous. Uh, you'll be fine. We have a lot of people here on Facebook who are just going to welcome you with open arms. Uh, how you doing? How was your weekend? It was good. Very busy. I know for a fact that... Um, well, Al mentioned that he wanted you on the show, and then you you made some expressions that you wanted to be on the show as well. So how long have you been in the bar industry? My entire life. So it's been almost 20 years. Damn. 19 years. Wow. I have been managing for 14 years. Okay. What well, got you into the bar scene? You know, my one of my first jobs was serving, and then, you know, that kind of worked my way up to bartending and then, uh -huh. you know, managing, and you just kind of move your way up where you go, and... I realized that I was good at it and I enjoy being around people and I enjoy oh. the job very much. So I've tried other things in between and, you know, office work is not for me. I can't sit in the cubicle <laughs> and stare at the computer. Yeah, I, I, I work in the office during the day. So I, I know, I know how it is. It's been a minute since I've been at Players. And yes. <laughs> I know yeah, I have I know, to be. I know, don't remind me, Alex. <laughs> don't remind me. I thought, I, I thought know. we had a deal here. I know, I know, I know. I have to try and get myself back in there. I know, I know. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about the life of a DJ and the life of a wife of a DJ and, and, and how that works. This is Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know. Yeah, uh, she's one of our, she's one of, she is the bar manager at Players in Prospect Heights. So if you're ever in the area, go ahead and check her out. She's going to be with here with us for this episode. We're going to grill her and ask grill a lot her. of questions. Yeah. Well, easy. not really grill her. Easy, easy. Grill yeah, her. We're not grilling her. We're just going to ask Back her Back to some, the grill again. The grill God. again. We're going to ask her some, some questions and, and what she's thinking about the bar industry. And then what it's what it's like to be married to a DJ. Yeah, that's yeah that's later on in the, in the show. Okay, yeah. so we're going to save the best for last. Good. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So... All right, I put the Vaseline on a little too and, early then. Envy's on the chat, and he said that she makes Vanessa makes the best things <laughs> for when Envy was here on the past on the last episode. Damn, goes, already? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Holy shit, time's flying, bro. Yeah, exactly. We're on episode. This is our ninth episode. So. Wow, man. <laughs> wow, we're we're working it, bro. Working. You yeah. better work. Yeah, yep. Remember yep. we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I made a post on our on my Facebook chat. I was kidding with it, but a lot of people want to know how do you put up with Al. We're going to answer that question later. Wow, man. Show. Am I that, ladies and gentlemen, am I that fucking bad? Am I that bad? Really? Am I, wow, man. You're not wow. bad. You're, you're just a lot. 
<laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna explain it in great detail. Yeah, please, because I want to fucking know. So, <laughs> please, I, please. How much detail can I go in? You oh, go yeah. into every. You know what? No holds barred, babe. I love you to death. What happens on the industry DJ stays in the industry DJs. Oh lord. So we, I'll take it on on you later. Abide by those rules. Oh, fuck yeah, all day. <laughs> all day. Let's make it happen. Let's oh, make it happen. Oh, my goodness. I'll follow up with you guys next week. So how long have you been at Players Pub? I've been at Players for eight years. Okay. Wow. Where have you been before that? You really have to mention the place, but... I was at Park Tavern Rosemont for a while. Oh, okay. And then I managed a country club in Round Lake. And wow. I operated a chain of pizza places. And... When I said she's been around for a while. jobs when I was younger. You know, uh, yeah. six months, you know, yeah. flip a different job here mm-hmm. and there, but... If anyone wants to get into the bar industry, I'm kind of asking this question early, but if anyone wants to get into the bar industry, is now the good time to get into it? It is. It is. I think it depends on, on who you work for, where you work. Obviously, you know, COVID, uh, uh-huh. COVID happened and that hurt, uh, that hurt bad, especially to a lot of places depending yeah. on where you were. You know, it hurt us. We we got lucky where our our village and our township yeah. was pretty lenient with certain things, but we still had to follow a, a ton of guidelines. And you know, people are scared. You know, some people are still scared to stay come out. Stay the fuck home, then. Shut up. <laughs> stay the fuck home, then. Don't give a fuck. I'll um, say it. I said it. Say I said it. But overall, I think that that the people who 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 would have cared less about COVID still uh-huh. come out. I think that we have uh, more business than we did before. Oh, it's, wow. it's always nice. a good industry to be in, in, in my opinion. Um, I think that if you're not looking to ever move up in a company, uh, people who are getting into bartending and serving should be careful because it's it's easy money and it's mm-hmm. fun money. The atmosphere, again, depending on where you work, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. It's still very professional and there's still a lot of things uh, behind closed doors that people don't realize happen uh-huh. or we do. But it is, it is good money, especially if you're good at it. And I've seen a lot of people not continue with their lives and just kind of get stuck in the industry and you also need to be a very level-headed person because the industry is the industry yeah because you, you deal around. with assholes all day which like, is why she's very level-headed and then she deals with you all the time bro, bro why why bro why we'll get to why that. bro we'll, we'll get to that why later. bro but it, it's easy to get caught up in in the party lifestyle you know if you're <coughs> not a, a strong level-minded person so you know i would just say to those people looking into it you know come in with that mindset it is a job it is yeah. not it is a lifestyle, but you should not get consumed in the lifestyle. But overall, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I was going to say, so how do you not like let it consume you, I guess? Um, I've never been a big drinker or a big partier to Me begin too. with. It, being around it, it is more so I can be part of the party, but I'm working the party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm still with everybody. I'm still seeing everybody. I'm still socializing, but I have a job to do at the same time. Wait, wait stop. Hold on. Seeing who? Oh, my God. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> Every, every penis that walks into the Hey, bar. you motherfucker. <laughs> I will fuck, bro. I'll Slow burn down. I'll burn every fucking bar down. Slow uh, down. Uh, dude, don't start your shit, lady. Well, I know some bartenders who been in the industry for like over a, almost two decades. Mm-hmm. And even though they may not be at the same bar, but they're like still somewhere else because they say, you know, they make good money being in the, in the industry. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I have... Again, you have to be good at it. Uh-huh. When you're uh, bartending and serving is completely different. Of you course. Know, bartending, you are the entertainment. Mm-hmm. You 
are the, the face of the place that you work at. You need to be good with people. You need to enjoy being around people. It is a, a, a job that is very much so leave your personal life at home when you come to work because mm-hmm. it will affect you your demeanor. It it's will a lot affect, of drama. Right, right. It will affect all of that. Define um, drama. But, you know, I have people that, that walk in that are good at this job that work 35 hours a week that make $70,000 a year. Damn. You know, it's easy money, and that's why people who are good at it stay doing it because it's fun money, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> especially, especially us DJs that we make a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to March 2020 when the pandemic first started. I know that a lot of the service industry got hit hard because there wasn't what's that thing called the pandemic assistance that wasn't really available for like the love of the industry folks. Like, how did you guys navigate that? We have a small staff, so obviously uh-huh. we are a, a single standing operation uh-huh. um our, our staff is never more than 40 people at our busiest time and you know never never anything less than 24 mm-hmm. and we encouraged all of our employees to file for unemployment immediately um whether they you know had a, a shift or two a week of us trying to stay open you know the first closure we were completely closed yeah. and we had two people that unfortunately couldn't file unemployment their paperwork just wasn't going through for whatever the Damn. reason so myself and our executive chef at the time volunteered our, our weekly salaries to pay those people um okay. to make sure that they would you know not lose their house and they have kids to take care of and you know situations like that but that was how we navigated it like anybody else we didn't know mm. what was happening it was the first time yeah, at least in my lifetime we've ever seen the country <laughs> do something like that hopefully <laughs> we never see it again yeah um, <laughs> as a business it was very hard to continue operating because we are not a carry out pickup delivery you know kind of operation so trying to gain sales at all was was hard mm-hmm. um, so you know you had one person working the phones in the front and one person in the kitchen each shift and i mean i'm taking phone orders and i'm running deliveries and i'm taking pickups and i'm jumping in the kitchen if it's busy all at the same time so there's times that i have the phone in my hand taking an order and i'm cooking on the fryer with the chef you know just trying to make things work but you know you, you did what you had to do and and that was basically how we navigated it like anybody else. And, you know, thank God for our regulars. Our regulars were a huge support to us. They uh-huh. would stop by on the weekends, you know, to say hi and order food. And our local village allowed us to sell liquor and beer uh, for takeout. And okay. so that helped. It's, it, it was still hard because when we purchased those things, we purchased them at a higher price. Damn. So we still had to sell them at a much higher price than you would get from the grocery store. And again, you know, thank God for our regulars understanding that we're just trying to make ends meet. <coughs> and they would come in and they would buy a, a six pack of beer for 12 bucks instead of five dollars at the gas station just because you know they were there to support us yeah yeah when we met you know she told me what she did and obviously she's a lot younger than me yes but when i met her i was going through some tough times we were friends first obviously as i got to know her man she is just the most brightest bulb in the bunch man and i'm telling you she stood out and then we needed help over at park and at that time and I told the boss, I was like, hey, man, give her a shot. And he brought her in, and she moved up the fucking ranks in less than a month. They were like, why are you even here, man? You're way above your scale. And then they made her a key holder. I mean, she was a key holder and a manager within a month. And working for that big of a corporate company, that's unheard of. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't rank up that quick, man. Obviously, you know, things happened, and, you know, times change, and, she moved on to bigger and better things. And let me tell you something. I have never in my life met somebody that's such a go-getter, so smart, so beautiful and witty at the same time. And I'm not just saying that because <laughs> she's my wife. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm buttering her up right now, so I take it in the ass a little bit oh later. You know, a little bit less from, you know, I know the questions <laughs> that are going to start flying. I, I don't even want to know what is going through some of these fucking people's heads. But, I mean, you know, she's my best friend, and, and I mean, that's that's one thing that you got to have in a relationship in order to make it work, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? 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 Right, right, right. <laughs> Remember what we talked about earlier, baby. Remember, I ain't sleeping in the garage this time. Fuck out of here. The couch looks pretty good. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. No, 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 no. But for real, man. I mean, you know, when I saw her do Park Tavern, it was just, it was, I was like, wow. I was fucking amazed. I mean, her between her and uh, the other manager, Lauren, at the time. They had Park Tavern at almost like a five-star restaurant, man. Table touching, nothing but great. I mean, for five years that she... Well, five years, right, Vin? Five years that she was no, there. I was only there for three. Three years? I'm yeah. sorry. My bad. Three years. It was a five-star, almost a five-star restaurant, man. And nothing but great reviews. Nothing but great reviews. She did her thing, and, and her and Lauren, and they worked as a team. And that's one thing that's about Vanessa that I love is that... It's, Big shout-outs to Lauren. Lauren, yeah. Lauren was a, a great person to work with. She taught me a lot more than, than I had known walking in there. And, again, I had been managing managing for quite some time before mm-hmm. I started working there. And, you know, Lauren overall was, was the best GM that I had ever worked with in my life to this day and, and one of the best teachers. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That helps. <laughs> that definitely helps to have a crew that, that, that works with you and not against you. Remember how I told you we have to work as a team in, in anything that you do. When you work as a team, uh, it builds. And, 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 again, that's why we're doing this podcast, so we can work as a team. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Get everybody together. Get everybody from all all walks of, of the bar industry or the restaurant industry, and uh, let's uh, let's start working together. Let's collaborate. Let's let's do this, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's put this shit out there. Make it happen, bro. Make it happen. <laughs> so, what do you do? I know I, yeah, I, you pretty much do everything at at players, but like, what do you? <laughs> you pretty much do everything. <laughs> yeah. How many people are there? Like in terms of staff? Uh, right now, I have 33. Damn. 33 total. Damn. And that yeah. place is huge. Because you also have the OTB on the other end. Correct. Yeah. We are the only, I guess, bar, restaurant, sports bar that operates as a casino with a casino license in, in the entire, you know, northern portion of the state. I'm not too sure about Rockford, but at, <laughs> but at least on, on this side. So, yeah, we have a sports book. We have an off-track betting. We have slot machines like every other bar. And then mm-hmm. we, we also have the, the, the sports bar. Okay. Hey, she pretty much do all everything. Yep. She handles liquor. She orders alcohol. She orders yeah. trans bartenders. Yep. Yeah. Food, food orders. orders. You got to make sure. Yeah, you got to. And then, dude, you also got to keep in mind that you have to order food in order to accommodate. Do we, we order 20 steaks or we order 40 steaks? You know what I'm saying? And then some luckily, of that food I goes have... bad. You know what I mean? So they got to <laughs> make sure that you're going to sell this shit. Well, l- luckily in, in, in my history of players, there was only a few months in between chefs that I had to jump in and, and actually operate the kitchen and control that. But I had the pleasure of working with an amazing, amazing executive chef named Paul, Paul Anzeski. He was you know, a very good friend of mine, still still to this day is, and, and one of the best people I've ever worked with. And now we have a, an awesome chef there, Tommy. He actually opened players the first two years that players was open which was before my time and he came back to work with me and kind of take it to the next level so luckily they handle most of you know the kitchen operations you know I help as as needed but mostly the kitchen is done by the executive chef I handle everything else you know payroll hiring firing wow. job posts damn you know <laughs> she had to put that firing in there yeah <laughs> 
That's that's, Fuck. that's crazy. <laughs> Come on, you didn't tell him how many times I fired you and then rehired oh, you. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> here we fucking go. <laughs> explain. Oh, explain. No, no, don't explain. Don't explain. Well, you know what? I actually said it the first time. I said it in one of our podcasts. Uh huh. I was trying to break up a fight. Unfortunately, I got hit and I lost my shit. Yeah, she fired me. It is what it is. That was the first time. That was though. the first time. Yeah, that was the first time. I lost my shit, man. Because dude, fucking hit me, man. You don't fucking hit me, bro. What the fuck? What the okay. fuck is wrong with? But you? at the same time, you um, have to be professional. You yeah, know. and I exactly. was very professional until you hit me. Okay. And then well, we got a problem. Well, well, if you decide to break up a fight, you have to handle it professionally, and you know my, my insurance isn't covering you to exactly. punch somebody because you got pissed off because they punched you. Don't break up. Exactly, them. and at the same time. Um, no, no, no. Let me rephrase ahead, that. That ahead, was the second ahead. time you swung at me. Nonetheless, you were an employee. Of I wasn't an employee at the time. Oh yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was were. off the clock. You, it doesn't matter. You I, was off I, the lo- clock. I love this argument. I was yes. off the clock. <laughs> Let me make it clear to anybody working in the industry, and I, I hold my staff to the standard very much. Whether you were on the clock, clock or off the clock, you work for an establishment and you are the face of that establishment everybody knows that you work there and you need to maintain a certain reputation whether you are on the clock or off the clock that's why a lot of people don't drink at the job because <laughs> then they start at, forget it anyways, <laughs> forget it anyways forget Al it we went we we're gonna talk, talk about that Al got into a fight Al got fired he was uh, rehired later uh, i was gonna say that <laughs> well, like uh, a like, week later like, 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 like four like, weeks later oh that was a week <laughs> that was a week. That, yeah, that, that was the first time. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. The second time wasn't my no, no, fault no, no, either. No, 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 no. We're, we're not. We're not gonna talk about that. I don't that, give a fuck. Like, talk about it. Let's no, go. Let's not, talk about no, it. Nah, let's talk not. about it. You no, guys want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. No, we're, we're not. But like I told, no. Okay. But like who that said when he was here, he said that why would you get involved? I hold the, I held players like it was my own. You understand? So if if God forbid something happens. As I explained it to who that, but unfortunately, and I'm going to explain it again. Go ahead. Is the fact that, God forbid, if, if I could stop something before it escalates, you understand? Why not? I do that on the streets. I do that anywhere. It doesn't matter. If, if I could stop somebody from getting robbed or getting jumped or something and, and help somebody, why not? And that's the fucking problem with this world today is nobody wants to say it nor do shit about it. But and I will. I don't give a fuck. Okay. But at the same time, Vanessa mentioned... A liability. Okay, so, it's a liability. It's a. It's also it a liability if fucking somebody gets fucking smacked in the face with the bottle, because it got out of hand. But. But but okay. Those are customers, not employees. Like okay, well I never <laughs> hit a customer. Again, I okay. never hit a customer. It, it, that person that you got no, into a fight with. No, he was with a piece was of shit. Ne- okay, Fuck that, him. That person. Fuck that him. I love it. Okay, regardless of <laughs> how, how you personally felt about that person. It doesn't matter. That person was not an employee. They were a patron of the bar. He's a piece you of were shit. an employee, and you needed to keep your cool, and you didn't do that. that and you he needed up. his fucking shit to fucking get knocked anyways. <laughs> Fuck that dude. I love it. I love He's a it. Bitch. These y'all arguing, and it's mostly um, Al's the one that's starting to argue. <laughs> I'm not starting to argue. I'm just He's so uh, stupid. What? How is it stupid? He's a bitch. Okay, fuck so him. You, so, so I don't DJ, give a fuck. Right? If I oh. see him on the streets again, I'll shut, still hit him. Up. I don't shut give up. a fuck. No, no, hell no. Let her talk. Next. You're a DJ. No, let her talk. You're hired for an event by a huge corporation, and you want to you want to nail this job. And you I'm gonna nail it. And you can't make it to, to one of the nights that are that are gonna be there because you have a wedding. So you send your your right hand man. You send your next DJ. Miracle. And okay, so you send Miracle. And one of the customers comes up to Miracle and says, "Hey, I want to hear a song." And Miracle's like, "Hey, man, I can't play that song. Sorry." And the guy's like, "Well, fuck you, Miracle. You're a piece of shit." And Miracle's like, "Oh no, fuck." No, you. Miracle will probably laugh guy, at him and walk away. And then this guy 
pushes Miracle, oh. and Miracle jumps off the DJ booth and beats his ass. Guess what? What are you going to do? Because Nothing. you are getting sued by that company because your employee hit a customer that was invited to that job. Like I said, it's a liability. A well, you know what? Well, wait, 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 wait. No, no, First no, of all, no, 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 no. Because you just said, emotions. you just specified that he put his hands on Miracle it, first. Yes, Miracle defended himself no matter still, what. It doesn't matter. Now you ain't going to get sued. You ain't going to win in court. I don't give a fuck. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Plain and simple. You're not going to win. He put his his hands okay it doesn't matter he put his hands on my my guy first and if there's cameras there then fuck it whatever it is what it is it is what it is it is what it is as as the owner operator manager i still have to hire a lawyer i have to take time out of my day to go to court i'm not i'm not getting paid for that shit that's going to be additional to the 50 or 60 hours i have to work a week on your behalf because you fucked up and you hit i didn't fuck up the dude fucking put his hands on me you shouldn't have broke up the fight well you know what if you really no. want to get technical and we want to talk about why that fight started, it was because of your fucking friend at the time. Wow. So you decided that you wanted no, to No, because, okay, listen, because listen, I broke up the fight. I jumped in the middle of it, so it would be it would be broken up. He was a pussy too. He wasn't gonna do nothing. Wow. Fuck him too. And mind you, and mind you, <laughs> let's talk about alcohol for a minute. If oh, anybody, I was sober if, at the time. If, no, you weren't. Yes, I was. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. If, if anybody doesn't know, the very first thing that alcohol does to you, it impairs <laughs> your judgment. No if way. Anybody in the entire world, it impairs your judgment. And Al was not sober that night by any means. You were fired for a short period of time. Technically, it was, Fuck it you, was more like a suspension because you, you were rehired in less than a month because you made a bad decision. I made a bad... Okay, cool. I made a bad decision. Okay, so end of story. Okay, cool. Sounds end good. Story. I made a bad decision, ladies and gentlemen. I was fired for a job once for Fuck a bad decision. Here. So Vanessa did mention something real quick. She did say, like, the first thing when you consume alcohol, it impairs your judgment. How do you put up with that in the bar setting? <laughs> The reason why I ask because I used to bartend through college. You know, there is times where I like I'd be serving people, serving people alcohol, and they be getting you? too damn drunk. Yes, I used to bartend you? through. You you served? I used to bartend through college. This no was way. years ago. Yes. Wow. It's the same in the bar yeah. industry. Like, Come on. Basically, my question is, when do you know it's time to cut someone off? Obviously, Al and I see this when we DJ at certain clubs. We see drunk people all the time. <laughs> so it's so it's. So hey, you got any of that bad bunny? I think any establishment kind of has their their own guidelines or, or things that they'll tolerate. You know, for us, it really just depends on the person. You know, if you have somebody who is just, you know, acting out of control mm -hmm. or loud or stupid or bothering people or getting hostile with, with the staff, mm -hmm. you know, then at that point, hey, hey, dude, you're done. It's time to go. Or ma'am or, you know, whoever that uh -huh. person is at the time. But it just it, it depends on, on a lot of different things and uh -huh. how the person's acting. Yeah. I've cut people off after one beer just because they Damn. were, yeah, just because maybe they came in drunk or they were just a shitty person to begin with or, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe all of the above or, you know, maybe they decided to do, you know, drugs or, you know, whatever Damn. else before they had came in. But yeah, we've had people walk in where we didn't even serve them. You know, it's uh -huh. like I could, at that point, I could care less about the money or the income or the sales from, from yeah, these people, you know, of it's, course. it's I'm going to, I'm going to worry about the business and my staff. Exactly. Because, because obviously, you know, Illinois got that dram shaft law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? The Dram, Dram Shop Law. What's Dram that? Shop Law. So basically what it is, you never heard of it? Nope. Okay, so basically what it is, like the bar or restaurant or establishment could be held liable for anything that happened to that person. Oh, like, I, say like, like when they leave. When they leave. Right, right, right. That's why we don't let people drink and drive. We will 
pay for Ubers. We will put yeah. people in an Uber. If I have somebody who was drunk where at a nightclub they're kicking them out, you know, the bouncers are grabbing them and throwing them out the door because they've had too much to drink, drink. and they could care less what happens to them. You know, we are not in a central location. We don't do things like that, and then we care about the well-being of customers. Of course. A, not just because of Dram Shop, but that's a big part of it, but because yeah. we actually care about the people. You know, it's like we chose to serve you. We chose to get you that intoxicated, and now it's our responsibility to make so sure that you get, get somewhere safe. Right. Right. Because right. that's <laughs> I could tell you back then, and I'm not sure if it's still the case now, but I could tell you like that's one thing that will shut down the bar. You lose your liquor license mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So right. I I, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, there's there's been several times when I've taken people home. I mean, uh-huh. you know, at the end of the night, Vanessa, can you take this guy home? Take, just take him home. <laughs> All right, cool, no problem. Oh, I mean, if we if we know the customer, we'll, we'll look out. We look out for everybody. It doesn't matter. There's people that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You don't walk in there and get shit faced and then turn around and my friends left me. Well, first of all, get new friends. It's actually much much easier to deal with your regulars than it is you know yeah. people that you don't know. You yeah, know? yeah at that point, true. I know how much they, know. they, they drink. Know. I know where they live. I know how they're getting home. I know who's picking them up. Yeah, sometimes, okay. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> all right. So, Al, how long you worked at um? At players at the time. Well, the, for, well, was there pretty much same same time? Eight years, eight years? six eight and a half years, years seven. Mm-hmm. So years. about seven years. Yeah. So when when did you guys decide to bring like entertainment, or you guys had entertainment? Yeah. At, at um, when I first started at players, they didn't have consistent entertainment. Uh-huh. They would you know kind of book events and have bands or have a DJ you know during this time or that mm. time, but it was never anything consistent. And then about seven months after I started managing was when we decided that we were going to do DJs on the weekends. <laughs> A year and a half after that, uh, we had a, an, an awesome, you know, person, Jared. Love mm-hmm. you, Jared. He had came in and he had, you know, a lot of really good ideas because he had been in the industry for a long time too. So we started karaoke and we started industry nights and you know just kind of worked our way up from there and put the word out. And before you know it, we were busy all the time. I never did fucking karaoke in my life until my wife came home one day and she goes, "Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever done yeah. karaoke?" And I said, "No, and I don't want to." Well, guess what? You're doing it and you have to. Mm-hmm. Fuck! <laughs> Shout out to DJ Point for the karaoke music yeah, because literally, I go okay. So when am I gonna start? When am I gonna start? She goes, "You're an MC. You know how to do this shit. All you gotta do is play music and fucking listen to a bunch of people sing." Two uh, two minutes into the fucking thing, I was like, "Get me the fuck out of here, bro!" Oh my god, <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Is as we first started and, and we started pushing it, we got the older karaoke professional mm. karaoke singers mm-hmm. how the fuck are you a professional karaoke singer how is that even pot there is I no know, such thing actually there is i know a couple of uh professional karaoke singers you're a professional you're singing somebody else's song yeah i know but i know how so- are you professional you didn't do it for a living <laughs> really yeah i know two people mm. who are like karaoke professionals they do it for a living like they were host like uh, like a karaoke at a venue or something like that, and they would just sing. Those like, are called promoters. No, no, no. He's talking about people that that, that actually that sing, sing karaoke songs for money. Yeah. So like you 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 have it's an like event a, and you hire like somebody a, to sing a bunch of songs. Yeah. For you. Oh, it's it's like a piano bar type shit. Kind of. It's like okay. It's like, All right. It's well, like that's a, not karaoke. It's like a but they're singing obviously. They're that's a professional other. singer. It's like a cover band. Yeah, okay, cool. Like Let's a, call him a cover band, not a professional karaoke singer. <laughs> like There's a no such band. thing, bro. It's like a one-man show because okay. I've known people 
They uh-huh. like to call themselves professional karaoke. Okay, well they're right? not. So, just so stop. You call yourself <laughs> a DJ. Yeah, well yeah, I'm a DJ. <laughs> fucking, I'm a DJ. I don't go around and fucking. I'm a professional fucking karaoke oh my singer. God, this what kind guy. of shit is that? <laughs> kind of fucking shit is seriously. Oh who agrees with okay. that? Who cares? Who what do you do for a living? I'm a professional. Opinion. I'm a professional karaoke singer. Oh my god. <laughs> How long before you became the GM at Players? Less than a year. Damn. Yes, and I started in November of 2014, and I was the GM by the first week of May of 2015. Damn. Obviously, you two been working together for more than five years. I'm going to say we're, sure. we're going to do five, six years. No, more six. than that, bro. We started working together a year after we got together, so probably about nine, nine years. Nine years? Yeah, yeah nine man. years. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you did. Yeah. Um, you worked Player, at the Park, uh, at Park, yeah, Tavern, Park Tavern. Park Tavern. Al and I discussed this in previous episodes because it's hard if they're in a relationship that it's hard to work together. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys make it work? We're going to ask Vanessa first because I already know your decision. I mean, your, your answer, Al. There's going to be a lot that goes into that. Obviously, I was I was very young when I, uh-huh. when I started working together, so uh-huh. it was not as easy emotionally as it is now. And I'm pretty sure Al was kind of like the old overbearing person that back then. He's always been very much a lot Outspoken. of, a, of a, a huge personality. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll just be nice. Wow, we'll say bro. huge personality. Yeah, wow. We're going um, to keep it PG Once you the, fucking ego. But I think <laughs> when it comes it? to working with, you know, your significant other or, or a friend or mm-hmm. a best friend for that matter, you know, there's there's always that situation that you're going to end up in where you're going to be so proud of them for doing such a good mm-hmm. job and you know they work for you or work with you and it just makes you look good and you guys look great as a team and then you're going to come into those situations that uh, you know you have Roadblocks. arguments whether they're Roadblocks. they're personal things that pop up in the industry or you know he messed up as a DJ and didn't do what he was supposed to do or <laughs> you know not saying that that happened but just saying as an example so dividing yourself from business and pleasure is a very difficult thing to do um, uh-huh. and we'll talk about the pleasure part later on go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that you have to do and you have to learn that when you leave work you leave work at work exactly and, and you can talk about it you can discuss it you can you know pillow have, talk right but you know work <laughs> is work and and what happens at home happens at home absolutely absolutely like she just said man and that goes for any employee you know what I'm saying? We touched on that subject with who that. Remember, you, uh-huh. you, you. I mean, you're having a bad day at work, and you come and you actually put that shit on the tables, man. And it really fucks everything up for everybody, mm-hmm. especially in the entertainment industry that we're in. Like she said, you have to be very customer friendly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? This guy so, might be you having not a bad so day. much, but me, <laughs> bro. Listen, listen. My customer skills, and you could ask anybody. My customer skills are bar none, Alex. If I was to hit you or push you or do something, you'd get mad. you get mad and you'd fucking try to fight me. you protect yourself. Are That's we, anybody. Are we back talking about this? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Next subject. We're talking about working with your wife yeah, or yeah, your girlfriend but, uh, or your uh, Again, and, and because we can get into an argument, you know, 20 minutes before because, you know, I fucked up or I forgot something or I forgot to turn off the iron or curling iron, whatever. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Petty stuff. Yeah. It could be, you know, a matter of the house burning down, God forbid, if something happens, you know. But you got to leave that, you know, at the door. You got to walk in there. You got to smile. And and that's another thing. Do not bring your fucking problems and talk about your problems at work. Yeah, she just said that. But you got to understand, half these fucking, there's some employees. Easier said than done. There's some employees. Thank you. Yeah, there's some employees that we've known that, what the fuck did you just tell that customer? (laughs) Are you serious, bro? (laughs) <laughs> Are you, dude? That's that's personal information. I mean, why would you do that? 
Mm-hmm. And then it gets spread out through the bar. And you got to understand, working at a bar is like working at a fucking high school. Okay? You are, you so have your it. clicks. You have it. your clicks. You have your cool people. You have your, your dweebs. You have your, you know, whatever. And it's crazy, man. I there's, mean, that's yeah, the best thing to fucking... There's uh, Drama. 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 There is, and there's drama when you work with your significant other. And they're in, Do we have drama? Oh, we have. For sure. <laughs> 100% we have. And, 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 I mean, not. I, I mean, when I talk about drama, I'm thinking, I mean, like, major, major shit. No, we've had a couple major, major arguments stemming from nights that we worked together. Age is going to be a lot to do with that. You know, I was 22 when we started working together. I'm 33 now. Damn. And, you know, if you were to ask me how I would handle a certain situation then and now, it's going to be two completely different things. You know, I was, you know, much less mature at the time. You were much less mature at the time. And, <laughs> and you know, we've wow. we've definitely had, we, we've definitely had our, our rough times, but I would say we, we've had way more good times together, working together than we have had bad. Awesome. That's, <laughs> that's uh, rewarding. Can I use that word? Rewarding? No, it's not allowed. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. But Fast Eddie had a question. He said, so after you're done working with Al, are you still in boss mode when you get home? I guess it depends on, on the day or the time or what happens. If, <laughs> if you're talking about my my career in in a whole, whether I worked with Al that night or not, I, I think that there's always you know an hour or two or sometimes even three that I'm I'm still mentally at work by the time I get yeah, home. Yeah, of course. And, but you know when it comes to Al and and us working together, there has been times where we have definitely brought work home, and I've been you know either talk to him about how how great the night was and what we need to do better next time, and we'll have those conversations or or how I think you know he needed to not get so frustrated with the karaoke singers and not lose his cool. I and, tell him that all the time. You know, he calls and, me and do situations like that so so yes sometimes sometimes i'm still in 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 that kind of mindset but al does too you know there's there's plenty of times where he comes home as as yeah that too (laughs) right as a a dj and he's still in work mode and you know whether it was a good night or a bad night and then you know here we are we got more ideas and, and working together especially working at a place like players it was our own we basically did everything that we could and we we treat the place yeah, like, like yeah. if it is our own so yeah when we he, do come home we are still working you know yeah. say what are we going to do better next time what can we do to make business better what can we do to make the place more fun uh, obviously yeah i know you mentioned this in previous episodes out how is it working with your significant other with vanessa uh, again and be honest we've talked about this on several occasions on, on different podcasts but she's, I have here, nothing to she's hide. here next to i have now. nothing to hide I, I love working with her i respect her as a boss again when we're at work i'm an employee regardless of no matter what it we have to put that on the table that she's fired me twice bro mm-hmm. she fired me twice mm-hmm. so am i mad at her no i'm not mad at her but i'm pretty sure when she when it happened you were um mm-hmm. you know what yes, he was. i was i was more <laughs> mad at the fact that it happened how it happened and what the fuck you know but he was mad at me guys was i wasn't mad at me. i wasn't mad at you babe stop <laughs> yes you were you were i was pissed. i was i mad. told you be honest i was no i was i was mad at the situation and you know i was agreed just like uh, we disagreed you know. 10 minutes ago and we were having the conversation that happened at home for probably five hours every single day for a week after that incident and he was still upset i told mm-hmm. you i yeah. told you <laughs> no but you know it, it's cool it's cool we actually um you know we get to cruise home together we you know we talk and i get to see what happens on both sides of the spectrum you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i have no problems working with my wife because she's my best friend all said and done if she gives you like constructive criticism right there on the spot brother she does that listen, all the time listen to me when she gives you constructive criticism right there on the spot while you're on the job even though she's your she's wife my boss 
but you have to understand that she's your boss at the same time. Do you actually take the criticism that she's oh, or yeah. the suggestion that she gives you? Oh yeah, you? all day, all day. He does. I, I will give him that. Like he does, the, but so it's not always as smooth as exactly. that. It doesn't always go as smooth uh-huh. as that. Sometimes the yeah, way she's stubborn—that's the problem. Just like you said, stubborn, Alex. Just like you very. said, it, it's not the way people take what I say. In, in different here's a, here's a good example of a, of a situation like that oh shit we had karaoke one night it was not our regulars there you know again you're dealing with a bar that is all regulars so it seems it's, to it's be, easy to manage this seems to happen on karaoke nights <laughs> uh, karaoke <sighs> night I'm as a DJ I'm not a DJ and I don't work mm-hmm. in that side of the business mm-hmm. but I can only imagine how hard it is because as a manager it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. and it's not my equipment and it's not you know my brain that has to deal with it for mm-hmm. five consecutive hours but there was a night where we had a couple of people there that were not regulars <laughs> for first time ever being at player so obviously you want to you want to nail that as oh, the racist ones <laughs> no no the like, one that called me racist no they're like my best friend no it's now Texas they are in California yeah, I love them. now they are but um, at first no. at first they sing this song bro and okay, they but absolutely that's not what we're talking about right now so forget you can wait okay, to tell that story fine. As a person being there for the first time, as a manager, my goal is to make sure that they have the best time singing karaoke so they tell all of their friends and then they bring all their friends and back and come and back. Yeah. Right, we, we build business. Duh. Well, they were just, you know, over the top obnoxious. Al was not in a good mood that night at oh. all. Wait, and which night was this? this karaoke. Was, this was a few years ago. Okay. And, you know, he, he was just, he was not having it. And, you know, at, at one point he actually said, I'm doing my fucking job, leave me alone. And as a manager, I wanted to send him home. I literally wanted to see, be like, pack you, your see, shit up and leave. See, you can't say that, Al. What? You can't say something like that. I'll I'm, say whatever the fuck I want to say to whoever see, the fuck I want to say. That's it. Plain but, and simple. But, if I don't like something, I'm not going to deal with it. But, okay, I'm not. But here's the thing, Al. Wife aside. Right. If she well, listen to me, wife aside. If she was your boss, you didn't know her. You're not in a relationship with her. You, you said handle it differently. No, I wouldn't have. No, you no, I wouldn't have. Bullshit. Bullshit. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. You, you guys don't know okay. me very well. Okay, so then, okay, so if you didn't handle it differently, if you said the exact same shit that you just said to her, Tomba, I'm doing my fucking job, I'm pretty sure if she wasn't your wife, if she was just a random person, she would have sent your ass home. Okay, then send me home. Bye. Next. If it got to a point where I'll explain, and then if they come, still come at me with a fucking attitude, then fucking send me home. I don't give a fuck. And then you probably wouldn't have a job. Oh, well, back. next. Go ahead, Vanessa. <laughs> you live in Chicago. There's so, a lot of jobs out here, bro. When it comes to the corrective criticism, you know, we had went outside shortly after that happened because obviously these customers are new, so they don't know. Everybody at Players knows that, you know, Al was is my fiancé or my husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. And these people did not know that. So then they immediately asked to speak to the manager. You know, Uh-oh. I have to apologize i have to customers always right whether they're wrong or right the customer's always right yeah, of course and so then i have to apologize to them hey i will i'll talk to the dj i'm really sorry you know he acted like that you know i'll figure out what's going on so then we go outside and we talk about it and, and it's it's the same attitude well hey if they're really bothering you say give me a couple minutes or go get the manager you can let her know what you want to do and then the manager can approach me if you were that upset oh, at the customer i remember those fucking idiots and, i remember those oh my and god at, at that point that corrective criticism from a manager to a DJ, not a wife to a husband, did not go over that well because we were husband and wife, not mm-hmm. because we were manager to DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, well, fuck that, fuck them, I'm not dealing with that shit, fucking send me home, blah, blah, you know, because he's mad. Mm-hmm. And I know him, and as much as he tries to say that he wouldn't have handled that differently 
working for somebody else, I know he would have because he is a very professional person. Thank he you. is a very respectful person. Thank you. And he never would have looked at the owner or general manager of another establishment that he did not know or or maybe not have worked with that long and, and spoke to them the way that he did me. No. So there, no. You would not have no, said. No, you know, because you were already aggravated and you came up to me. And I remember that night exactly. It was just a perfect storm. But those people were out of line. And the way they were talking to me and the way they were treating me. And I was being very, very, very cordial with them and very, very, very respectable until they fucking stepped on my dick. And after they oh did Lord. that, that's I when I that, snapped. I think that that night that's your, when I your snapped. patience was a little bit short to begin with. <laughs> my patience are always short. No, no. That just night, like Peter that just said, grumpy ass L. Yeah, because you're you a grumpy old man. in a bad mood that day. And, and I know that because I know you personally. Another well, GM I mean, or owner would it's not fine. have known that. That's fine. It's fine. We all have. We have our bad days. We have our bad days, but I try as much as I possibly can to leave that at the door. I try. You do, and, and, I try. and for the most part, you do a very good job. I try. You know, but but I mean, he asked a question about you know, do you take corrective criticism well? And I think that you know, majority of the time you do, but there has definitely been times where you don't. You know, and there is definitely a borderline of the way that you handle situations when you were working with me because we have that personal relationship versus how you would handle it working for somebody else. I, I, I have to, I think that's hard. That is hard because that night I was really mad at him even when we came home. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. hard. That was, again, you know. Uh, that, that has to be hard. It's a catch-22, bro. I mean, you know, it's it's on both sides. But unfortunately, it is what it is. I mean, all couples fight no matter what if you work together if you don't work together mm -hmm. i mean you know peter that so, is why he calls himself al do it like this because yes, do it like this <laughs> yes. that's how i got my name i don't you're it. doing it all wrong you have to do it like this all right you're doing it wrong do it like this so speaking of i'll do it like this vanessa when you met al for the first time over a decade ago <laughs> oh wow should we even <laughs> tell the story how we met sure we met at a funeral Sure. No, and now I'm not a fucking basher. I'm not some funeral basher that goes like. And I'm not the the, the on, we'll wedding talk crashers. About that in a minute, what Alex? No, that was my question. Like, how did you guys meet? And then, how did you guys meet? And oh. what did you think at that point when you met Al? Where was he at that point in his life? Go ahead, babe. go ahead, go ahead. This is your this is your interview. Al knew my family my whole life, so okay. Al was was a very close friend to one of my cousins who was murdered back in 1996, wow. and it was just you know the way of fate, I guess, that we we never ran into each other. We have pictures of being at the same family parties, but at two completely different times. Damn. And when my cousin's father passed away in 20, what was that? 2011. In 2011, we were both at the funeral, and. Mm -hmm. I met Al because I was still working. I was managing the country club at the time, and I had to leave work and took a work phone call, needed to get away from the crowd because, you know, this is a very busy funeral. We mm -hmm. have a, I have a very big family, and I'm walking up and down the bike lane <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago, and Al is screaming at me that I'm fucking stupid and I'm going to get hit oh, by I a car. Oh, I didn't say it. Wow. And, and, and I'm going to get wow. that I'm gonna that I'm going to get hit stupid. by a car because... I'm talking on my phone, walking in the street. And that was how oh, Al and I met. Stupid. Those were the first words. Al yelled at me. The first thing he, he ever yelled said at everybody. He yelled at me. <laughs> he yells at everybody. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just fucking, I'm That's just here to fucking get bashed today. So wow. at that point, Al, you was at that point where you're like trying to like figure out 
Like, where were you? You know what? I actually, again, because her family is my family. Her cousin was one of my best friends growing mm. up. Uh, rest in peace, Cardell. Uh, love you, man. Miss you guys dearly. And RC was his father. And when he passed away. And I was going through a very difficult time in my life at it, that point. Yeah. You know, I was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. It was not the best. And then um, I went outside and I was talking to a couple of my brothers. I saw her and I saw her in the funeral and or the wake. I'm sorry. And again, it wasn't your normal wake because RC was such a it was such a bright guy. He always partied. He, he had fun, stuff like that. So it was sad and, and sorrow, sorrowful, per se. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, a funeral where people, I mean, people were crying, but whatever. But it was more like a get-together. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, I walked outside to have a cigarette, and I had my daughter Alexis with me. I love her. And, um, <laughs> she should have been mine. Yeah. <laughs> she well, anyway, she was with me, and I walked outside, and um, I was having a cigarette, and it was hot as hell that day, remember? And she was she just got out of work and uh, she was she was she was walking in the bike lane like like fucking duck hunter you know what I'm saying when you used to shoot the guns <laughs> at duck hunter she just kept pacing back and forth yeah, so I know you know and I try to she looked pissed off so I try to ease up and break the ice with her you know because I she caught my attention and I turned around and I said hey that's a good way you're gonna get hit by a car maybe if you stop talking to your boyfriend and get off the street oh, stop wow. yelling at your boyfriend or something like that and get <laughs> off the street. And then she turned around, she gave me this look. At that point in time, I just turned around and kept talking to the guys. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I think I just pissed this girl off, but fucking whatever, it is what it is. So I walked back in, and then, Lord and behold, somebody else, I guess, in the family was just like, who's that? And yeah, I, I, I caught And they wind. all knew who I was. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. I, I asked, well, before that, before we went to the other... Because my cousin Jocelyn was there, because uh, she's RC's niece, and she's—it's just weird how this whole family circle works. But she's actually my physical cousin. I was like, dude, that girl—what's that girl's name? She was like, who, Vanessa? Little V? I was like, <laughs> Little V. Yeah, she's gorgeous, man. She's hot as hell. She was like, really? She's like, ew, that's like my cousin. I mean, they grew up together, so you know when you tell some, you know, a sister or cousin, you know, damn, she's hot, whatever. And then me and Vanessa just—we hit it off and. And then I was outside because, rest in peace, Grandma, too, Grandma Nan. We were outside in a group. We were talking about motorcycles because Grandma, I uh, used to take Grandma on the, on the oh, my God, that, that was a classic because Grandma's, she's way older, biker, older chick, and she used to be on the back of my crotch rocket, and people would just give us the weirdest fucking looks because she'd always want to ride, so whatever. <laughs> They'd be like, look at this cougar with this young Hispanic boy, <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, anyways, me and me and Grandma were, were outside talking, we're smoking cigarettes, and then here, Lord and behold, here comes Vanessa, and Vanessa was just like we were talking, and she she was like, "Oh, you got a bike? I want to know how to ride a bike." And I, I gave her my number, and it just hit it off from there, man. And fucking eleven years later, I'm still in love with it. Here we are. So at the time, Vanessa, mm-hmm. did you know that Al was DJing? I think yeah. he told me that night that he was a DJ. Okay. Yeah. Um, guess i could have cared less that he was a dj you okay. know, i was never that girl that i was never a big partier again i never followed yeah, djs like, i was never that kind of yeah you don't and, you say you rarely drink right so <laughs> it was you know oh okay cool he's a dj you know it wasn't anything you know special to me that i was you know dating or, or talking to uh end quote dj mm-hmm. well obviously then i guess you pretty much answered peter ramos's question because he said that has ever, jealousy ever occurred to you when yes, he's out absolutely really 
What really? Yeah, absolutely. When you really? first started? Mm-hmm. Wow. First dating? Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and again, again, that's because you didn't age. show it. That's gonna come with age. That's gonna come with. Of course, I didn't show it. I was working. You know, I have to. I She's have to a workaholic. A certain professionalism, and you know those. You can't bring your your personal emotions in into work. But absolutely, you know, and that goes to big shout out to any girlfriends or or wives of DJs because it's not easy all the time. It's a it's a it very sure isn't. it's a touchy subject. You know, and I guess you have to be a very strong-minded woman to deal with a situation like that because a dj is an entertainer djs love attention al you love attention and that's not a bad thing that's what you do for a living but being a woman especially when jealousy comes in it's a hard pill to swallow you know there's an example where the probably the only time that i ever was so pissed off that i had to walk away damn so this story is, time yeah this is story time so this Ooh, we're i at, gotta hear this we're at park tavern it's halloween oh and there is this girl that is just all over al in the dj booth every yeah. chance she gets she is up in the dj booth Ooh, i don't remember now he's not <laughs> yeah 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 i'm sure you won't not, remember i bet you he won't either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's being friendly with her obviously enjoying the attention to a point that he's not doing anything wrong you know he's not uh-huh, you know uh-huh. crossing a border where i feel like he was that's being racist crossing a border me. shut up <laughs> <laughs> you know where he was disrespecting me as a, as his girlfriend you know there's this girl who's constantly all over him and and she is you know half naked in her little you know whatever halloween costume she probably got a nurse outfit on i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like, like arm around him every chance she got you know like whispering in his ear and Damn. this is like this is non-stop and then at one point she had even went up there and, and kissed him on the cheek now you it's not stop now you know that she know she remembers this perfectly if she, if she remembers this detail mm-hmm. i don't remember you may not remember but i'm pretty sure sh- if she's yeah. giving us details of how this happened you know she had to be the and case. i was i Go was ahead. so mad because a i'm young so jealousy is obviously skyrocketing at that point and because al is doing nothing to tell this girl to get away from him he had a security guard at wow. the dj booth when there are people bothering him all he had to do was tell security hey get get him out of here or wow. hey you know this chick is drunk like tell her to get out of the dj booth but there was there was none of that going on so she wasn't drunk at all so that excuse is out the door right right she and, wasn't drunk and so yes jealousy definitely definitely comes in play but you have to know how to handle it and then you do have to understand at, at what point a dj is doing his job as an entertainer and entertaining the crowd and then when he's crossing the line and doing something wrong so there is that I guess it would go the same way as, you know, I bartended for a very long time mm-hmm. when Al and I were together. And, you know, look, you're a bartender. You are flirting with people. You are smiling <laughs> Yeah, because you do you that are, to get them tips. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're playing the card. You're an entertainer. You know, you have a bunch of men sitting at a bar. You know, the last thing that they want to hear is, you know, you constantly reminding them that you're taken. So obviously you're not playing yeah. into the card of pretending like you're single by any yeah. means, but you're also not really touching base on the fact that you're not single. You know, you're just enjoying the atmosphere. It's you're none of their business. Feel. Fuck them. The people at the bar is none of their business. Flirt all you want. You give a fuck. That's, She's coming uh, home with me. That's funny. Fast Eddie said you remember that incident that happened at Park Fa- Tavern. Eddie, that Eddie, was, Eddie uh, when you get to my age, Eddie, <laughs> Fast Eddie, when you get to my age, you, you won't remember shit. But like I said, the fact that Vanessa remembers that whole yeah, thing in great detail. Remember, she's yeah, a lot younger pissed. than I, But still. A lot younger. But still, she remember that? I was pissed. So then, how did you handle that situation, though? Oh, I definitely fucking bitched Al out the entire time that we got home, probably. I don't remember. 
I'm sure he right. doesn't. Yeah, sure you don't remember. Look at that. He doesn't remember. Look at that. Look at that. I have, no idea what she, I have no idea what she speaks of, sir. Right. No hablas yeah. el inglés. So. Right. And, and you know, there, there are a handful of situations that happened. Really, there mm. are. And after a certain point, you are in a relationship when you realize that you don't need to not trust that person. If you are dating a DJ or married to a DJ or getting ready to, to be serious with a DJ, you do need to understand that that is their job. Their job is to entertain people. There are women out there that flock to be cool with the DJ, that want to hang out with the DJ. And I, and I don't understand that, but go ahead and listen. Uh, oh, and there's so, a couple of pictures you posted yesterday where the DJ or the girls were all fucking all over in your pictures and videos, <laughs> dude. I'll talk about that yet. Later. Go ahead. Al has never given me a reason to not trust him. Oh, so after yeah. a certain point of us working together and me getting older and, and just realizing that, it's like, you know what? That chick is up in the DJ booth flirting with him. I'll go right ahead. You know, I even, <laughs> he even gets mad because there's been times where, like, there has been women at players that have been all over him. And I am literally in the back with the servers and I am laughing my ass. Oh, my God. I'm like, Bro, I'm like look at him. Oh, my God. Babe, because you get, you know because, what? no, the reason oh, why she, she does that dude. is she's laughing because no. you always get irritated so you know what I did I was I was, was absolutely so there was this girl that that dude literally we're closed and everybody ladies and gentlemen everybody if you do not work here you have to leave this girl would not leave the DJ booth I did not know because they just built the wall over there so I did not know Vanessa was in the back and this girl and just she's she just she's him. just sitting there talking <laughs> and I'm disconnecting equipment I mean, she's ignoring like in circles and yeah. him flipping her hair yeah. wow. batting just, eyelashes and, and I'm ignoring her literally literally and I hear a snicker in the background <laughs> and I said oh shit my wife's back there and I peek over and she turns around and, and finally we got rid of this fucking girl she was laughing she, and then turned around and all I hear was Oh, Al. Oh, <laughs> that's Al. how she was talking. Dude, I was oh, like, oh, name? my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, so then, God. yeah, for like a week straight, I heard, oh, Al. <laughs> I felt like fucking, you know, Peg Bundy was in the fucking room. Oh, Al. So obviously throughout this whole time, you guys been, been you, together bro. for a long time now. Yes. It's, it's at that point where, you know, you pretty much trust Al and what mm -hmm. he's doing in these, in these gigs. That he's doing whether he's working wow. late at night coming home or you know he's just working all damn day because he has some gigs and stuff like that mm -hmm. same thing with vanessa right. i mean she's working all she's working you know all what? damn day and, and i think that you know to to those women that are with djs i am fortunate enough to be in the same industry so exactly I, I understand the hours i understand the job very much but i think that when you're not it is a very hard thing to juggle in your personal mm -hmm. life. As an example, there were there were even nights, you know, a long time ago in our relationship where I know that the club closed at two and it's five o'clock in the morning and oh, he's still not wow. coming home yet, and he's not answering my phone calls. Damn, and, you know, there there's situations like that. Flashbacks, and yeah. and, and then and you always you always wonder, and then I you know to those women that work nine to five, you know, banker hours Monday through Friday, uh -huh. and you know their boyfriend or their husband is out DJing the clubs. You know they know that there's women there, they know that there is always that temptation there, and I'm sure that there's always that thought. You know, so you really just you have to be a very strong-willed, strong-minded person to deal with those situations, and you need to trust the person that you're with, mm -hmm. and, and know that we love you. We love you just because we're in the entertainment industry you love doesn't me. mean. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that every DJ is like you. 
that doesn't mean that. Yeah, that's Absolutely. true, Al. We Absolutely. do know. We do. I, I, unfortunately, you know, we do know some. We're not gonna yeah. name names, but obviously, we do. Know. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> there don't. are some DJs who are like that, and they don't understand. I guess. I guess because there isn't any communications in, in the and, relationship. And we've talked about that. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex. You know, it's like, dude, if I wanted that single life, I lived the perfect life. Life to live that single life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I don't want these. I mean, yeah. Granted, there there's beautiful women all over the place, no matter where you go. But nobody has this but, beauty. Mm-hmm. You understand? Nobody's won over my heart like she's done, Aww. and she is my best oh, friend so you were first. So you were looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God! <laughs> it's so frustrating. How does it feel to have somebody in here just like you do to Alex? Uh. <laughs> Baby, uh. Alex mad at me, guys. He's always mad. Ain't nothing new. This is your show, not mine. Fuck out of here! I'm done. <laughs> I quit. Stupid. You're an idiot. No, uh, no, no, for real, man. I mean, you know, just, uh, but, again, but, 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 but she's I, my best friend. I, I mean, I, throughout anything, I mean, I could talk to her about anything. Dude, there's times. Remember that note that you got? Remember that note that oh whatever? My God, yeah. <laughs> she got a note from some guy who was fucking drunk and mm-hmm. asking her to take her home and wow. all types of shit. Literally. Yeah. I mean, yes. bro, people got fucking balls, bro. Damn. They got balls. And it was funny because she showed it to me. Yeah, I got jealous. And, you know, I was busting her chops for a little while. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Just like, I mean, but you have to have that open relationship, ladies and gentlemen. You have to have that that common, you know. Open dude, communication. Don't yeah, say correct. Open, don't open, you, don't say open Number one, you have to have fucking trust. And I mean, if like, you this don't is like have a trust, childish note. Like, do you want to come home with me? Ooh, like, circle yeah. yes or no. Do you want to have a three-way? Like, you know, yes, no, maybe. Yeah, like, exactly. right. Yeah. I'm like, looking like the old Dude, fucking people go to jail for shit like that, bro. Are you serious, bro? Yeah, bro. There's. I mean, well, who just, knows who, what kind of drugs or whatever the fuck they were on. You know what I'm saying? Just know that Vanessa's not the type that's going to pop up on you at the club. Just know that. No, she did a couple times. Oh, for she real? She did. Yeah, when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. When we first started dating, she I was working at a place over in Oak Lawn. Uh-huh. And I worked out there for a while. There was one time I found a note on my car, and then I found the, the rose. Damn. Mm-hmm. She got me a rose, and she left it on my car. Oh. And just thinking about you, and I was just like, wow, she drove all the way out here. You know? That's love, but yeah. yeah, it was love, man. And, and that's—I was going through a lot of shit at the time. It wasn't the best of my. Yeah, I know you. I was going through a divorce, yeah, and I was—you know—I was going through a really, really bad, dark time in my life. She just she care bared the shit out of me, man, and brought Aww. me back to life, man. And I mean, you know what? And and that's there where were a lot I of stopped. Hard times in there there was yeah, a lot of it was on me because I was so fucked up in the head that I brought a lot of fucking my issues out on her. You understand? I think we, talk, we stuck, talked about it. Yeah, that we did. We talked about it. And I have two. no reason to lie to anybody because this is a part of life. And that's why we're here to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a part of our lives, our careers. If you guys have any questions, feel free to message either me or my wife. I mean, you know, we're here to talk and help you guys. I mean, we're not marriage counselors. I mean, we did a lot. We went through a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're still together. And that just goes to show how strong a bond can be as long as you have that open communication. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it makes you sense. You know? Like I said, I... trust. Like trust I, is everything, bro. Like I said, I told you, I've been in past relationships. I preference beforehand. I was like, hey, I'm a DJ. Is there something you can handle? And at first they'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. But then obviously it's not the case. Yeah, exactly. And I think that people who have never dated a DJ would really understand what you mean by, hey, can you handle that? 
because maybe they don't realize everything that comes along with it. Yeah. There are a lot of late nights. There is a lot of temptation. Shout out to the DJs out there that don't cheat on their girlfriends or their wives because <laughs> there is, that's, it's the truth, because <laughs> there is more temptation in, in that industry than there is any other industry. We have men that go to work at office jobs and they see the same 25 women every single day where you, know, you have a DJ that goes to a club and they see 25 new women every hour. And the and these women, you know, or, or they vice all have versa, fucking issues. Men, you know, they are these <laughs> like are, you don't. No, because they're there drinking. I'm there working. Well, they're, they're in an. Well, that's not true too. You know, we can touch base on that as a manager Uh-oh. to 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 DJs is is the drinking. Just because you don't drink now doesn't mean that you never drank while you were DJing. All right. So how about them Cubs? If anyone has any comments or any questions for us, just Definitely, drop it in. Sure. Drop it in the comments real quick. I don't drink while I'm DJing. And we we talked about that already, know, bro. Stop lying. I don't. I don't. Not all the time. I don't. Majority of the time, I don't drink. I'm DJ. All right, maybe ninety-eight percent. But you know, there are. But when some, Alex does drink, he drinks. Oh please! But there are some DJs that do drink, and they don't really care about their significant other. Like for instance, like if a bar manager knows their personal life, like they know that they have a wife or a girlfriend at home, and you're out here drinking and flirting with with other people and and, and stuff like that. I think Well, you know what? Uh, that, uh, again, that, becomes a that could be misconstrued cuz we have to talk to women. Women are in the bar seen all the time, just like Vanessa said. Mm-hmm. And there's been several times I've been approached by girls that won't leave me the fuck alone. It's like, <laughs> dude, seriously. And she's been there. She's been there to where I I, I don't know that she's in the behind me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've told the, you know, hey, I'm working. I apologize. I'd love to sit here and talk to you, but I'm working right now. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and they kind of get that. Okay, he doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah, I don't want to be bothered. Um, you know what I'm saying? You know, so you know, some of these these girls are aggressive, especially these new be these new aggressive. generations. Be, be aggressive, <laughs> especially these new generations. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> you got that bad bunny? Oh hey, my what's god. your name, bad bunny? <laughs> hey, bad bunny. Hema, Hema said that you have to be in the industry to understand the industry, which is why not, I guess that's why you two. Nah, not work. really. Not really. Well, look at you two. You, obviously, both of you guys understand the industry, Brother, so it worked. I've known people to date in the industry that they were better fuck buddies than boyfriend and girlfriend. I to think be you, honest with you. Obviously, you two are different because both of you guys are mature. For sure. Vanessa mature more than you. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I and I said that. That's what attracted me to her because of her age. At that time, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I fucking hated women. Hema's, I fucking hated women. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hema's been in my life for a long time. She saw a lot of shit that I went through. She's always been there. You know, she's always saw exactly what I went through in life, Mm -hmm. you know, and it taught me. Let me rephrase that. Vanessa taught me how to love again, because I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking hated people. I fucking hated people. And how did she teach you how to love? Maybe she gives because some, wait, hold on. She didn't let go. She didn't let go. She taught me that there's real people that do care about you and don't bring your fucking dirty laundry to, uh, you know, the new relationship. Because of what happened to me in the past Mm -hmm. Really fucked me up man I'm not gonna lie to you It really really messed me up Mm -hmm. It really messed me up And she took a lot of the brunt of it She did And you know what I owe her my life Because she stood by my side No matter what I love you (laughs) You know she did She did She was there for me And that's all you need You need a good support system I can't stress that that enough Dude she nursed me back to health As many hangovers And as drunk nights have I had you know, and she didn't yell at me and 
Well, she did yell at me, but <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there was there's the plenty of times. I, I mean, you know, about yeah, drinking and driving. You know, oh no, there was a couple other things. You know, there was a couple other a couple other things, right? But again, so that's um, why you that's why you stopped drinking. No, I stopped drinking for other reasons, man. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just it's not me anymore, man. It it just I guess you get to a certain point in your life to where it's like fuck it, whatever. Some people start early, some people stop late. You know what I'm saying? And I stopped late. You know, I I stopped mm. at 45. I'm 45 years old, and dude, I had somebody gave me a Corona this Saturday at the event that I was at. Mm-hmm. I babysat that bitch for seven hours, <laughs> seven fucking hours, bro. Bro, I forgot it was even in the booth. And what did I do? I had my water and Red Bull that I had in a bag that I I always bring with me. It's like my fucking survival kit. But whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, before anything, you have to be friends first. Mm-hmm. You have to be friends first and so you can talk to think, each other. And I think that's what started with you guys. You guys actually, obviously, that's what happened. Um, yeah, we were definitely friends. We talked a lot. You know, it was funny because I guess a couple of her friends and relatives thought I was hot and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and that she told me about that. That was crazy. That was crazy. She started laughing. We, we should, whatever. That's that's a different story <laughs> that we're not going to get into. But uh, Pete, yeah, Pete, so uh, I mean, I, that, that was the only time I ever saw jealousy out of her. She was like, Fucking! What the fuck did you say? But she grew up from that. She's always been a very like mature said, woman, and that's like what said, attracted mature, her the most. Like I said, she matures faster than you. So <laughs> a lot of women do. A lot I of women know. do. There's that diamond in the rough. God puts everybody in person, people's lives for, for a reason. reason. I would have never have said anything to a total stranger like that, but something told me to do it. And <laughs> lo and behold, and eleven years later, man, going on twelve, I asked her to marry me. She said yes. And I have Here everything that now. I've ever wanted. I have everything right now that I've ever wanted. And that's a family, a wife, and just one-on-one. You know, I grew up with both of my parents, like I said in the last one, and that's all I want in life is to have that. Peter Rama says you need a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Need a hug. You know, I have no barriers to what I need to talk about or would like to talk about. I'm an open book. Everybody that knows me can ask me any question, and Mm -hmm. I won't lie to you, and I'm not going to tell you a fucking lie. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. There's been several DJs uh, ever since this podcast, and I, and I told you that I was like, I haven't talked to ever. You know, and they, they'll inbox me, and they'll be like, hey, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. How would you handle this? Mm-hmm. How would you handle that? You know, right? which is, I, I'm going to give you the best possible scenario or the best possible advice I can do. And if there's been many times when I've people stump me and I talk to my wife, and that's what I do, you know. I could talk to my wife about anything, and she'll sit down and she'll listen. And, you know, I think she's listening, but sometimes <laughs> I don't know. So, you, know you know, those long nights when she's been working all day, and I, you know, she just wants to come home. And just I give her her alone time. That's you, everybody needs her alone time. You know, that's one thing you have to give your significant other as well. So Vanessa, before we get out of here, I have a question for you. What advice do you give? to anyone just to sum it up like what advice do you give to these women who are dating a dj in the industry understand what you're getting yourself into before if you are an insecure woman by nature and if you are a jealous person by nature i highly recommend that you do not get yourself involved in the life of a dj and this goes for djs as well if you meet a girl and she's fucking jealous bounce See ya later. Right. Goodbye. Because they will they will not be able to handle it. No. Or they are gonna be at the club with you every single night oh, that you Lord, work yeah. standing in the DJ booth. You mm-hmm. know, and they can also be the you. death of you. 
And, you know, to those women that, that can handle those, those situations, always remember to think logically before you act with emotion. There are always going to be those situations where as women, we are jealous. We are jealous naturally. Mm-hmm. We are emotional 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> we are. I'll be the first one to admit it. But there's days where you should, where you need to be understanding and you need to understand the job and you need to understand what DJs are doing when they are at work and understand that it is an entertainment job. They are entertainers. Mm -hmm. They are constantly going to have attention from women, whether they are asking for it or not asking for it. And remember that they're coming home to you at night. You know, now when you're in that situation where he's not coming home to you tonight, then I'm going to say, you know, you need to leave him anyways. You know, then you're stupid for staying in a situation like that. But, you know, for, for my situation, it's not like that. It's you have to understand that the job is the job and, you know, Jealousy is always good, but it's good to a point. And then at a certain point, then you need to just understand that it's not because they're out asking for all these women to talk to them. It's just because that's the job and the late hours come with it and the long days come with it. And, you know, that's just it's just what it's about. And this is not only for DJs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is also for bouncers. This is also for uh, bartenders. Bartenders, I mean, servers. you know, I know a male bartender that literally his girl came to the bar one day why the fuck are you talking to that bitch oh, wow. to order a drink <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you mm-hmm. when psychoness comes out like that ladies and gentlemen that's the fucking breaking point that's where you turn around and you say later felicia because unfortunately there's been times when you know people are dating within the industry you understand mm-hmm. at the same venue or at the same yeah, bar and unfortunately Again, alcohol fucking flows, and you start people start pointing fingers, and oh well, he's always and you're always covering. I never covered for this ever, bro. So get the fuck out of my face. And she got fired for that. She got fired for that. I mean, it can cost you your job, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So if this is something you want to do, make sure that your significant other is with you a hundred percent, not fifty percent. Not 20%. It's got to be 100. And you guys have to have an open relationship. You have. And when I say open relationship, that's not sleeping around. <laughs> that is talking to each other. That is having that open mutual communication. Exactly. When I, you have to be a friend before you be a lover. And if you can't have that, this is never going to work. Okay. It's never going to work. All never. right. And then my other one, Vanessa, what advice do you give to anyone in the industry right now? To all the bartenders, servers, bar owners, restaurant owners. I would say, you know, to to those that are successful, you know, keep doing it. The people may not understand the bar industry too well, but, Mm -hmm. you know, there is when people work normal jobs so to mm-hmm. say like non-industry jobs everybody's mm-hmm. always looking for an escape something to do some somewhere to go somewhere to kill some time and that's where we come in that's mm-hmm. where our jobs come in and you know keep doing what you do you know big shout out to every bar and restaurant that mm-hmm. is thriving right now you know keep it up i wish everybody the best i hope <laughs> that we don't ever have to go through another pandemic Thank because that was God. very difficult yeah i don't know bartenders and servers keep doing what you're doing and be good at it and remember that you know you touch so many lives without even realizing it you know you have those people that come and sit at the bar that are lonely and you know that one conversation might change their mood or you know that one kid that you made laugh sitting at the table with their parents you know people, people remember, remember that, that. Exactly. and that's why they go out and you know never be afraid to be yourself because that's what the industry is also about and to an know, extent you never know no, no. To, to be yourself to an extent because there's some fucking weirdo ass people out there bro 
And you don't want them to fucking put that fucking silence of the but, lambs shit on the but table. But the point, but the point is, what she's trying to say. Is, no, I know, I got it. Okay. I know. I'm fucking busting her balls. Okay. All I'm right, always. <laughs> See again, open relationship, ladies and gentlemen. No, but what she's trying to say is that you just have to. She, you just have to bring your A game and, and make the first impression. Make mm-hmm. your first impression a lasting one. Just be what she's trying yeah. to say. First impressions you never are everything. Get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, absolutely. And the, what are, what, the, exactly, and that's how I tell everybody. I mean, you know. Everything, <laughs> everything is on, on the table, especially when it's a bit. Just because it's a bar, it doesn't mean it's not a business. Mm-hmm. You understand, and, and you have to respect that. So, so uh, my last question: When's the wedding plans? <laughs> right now, obviously, we're trying to just knock down the bills and stuff like that, so oh, we yeah. can actually have. Because, like like bro, literally, let, let me tell you something. Literally, we were talking about it. There's probably gonna be at least five, six hundred people at this wedding. Damn. Yes, dude. Literally, there's yeah, exactly. So sure. we're we're trying to set it up to where, and we're yeah, and with the pandemic and everything, and us coming back, and it, we will definitely trust me, ladies and gentlemen. You guys, this is going to be the party of all parties because this is the last <laughs> and final time I ever get married. I hope but, it's your final time getting married, <laughs> brother. Let me tell you, Christ. I've I've known people to be married. Fucking whatever, it doesn't matter. Go but anyways, ahead, Al. Go you know. Ahead, Al. We're, we want to make this right We don't want to rush it You know what I'm saying And we're pretty practically married already We share everything together mm-hmm. I mean To stand in front of somebody And say I do I do And, I, and wear a ring I, know, I mean that's I all know. we're missing I'll, Literally I know. I'll Because I'll she's know. My, my roll dog Till I die Aww. Although it's not official yet But yeah obviously <laughs> Alright Any any <laughs> last words Vanessa Any last words at all um, Anything that's on the top of your mind That you want to let us know as DJs or as an industries worker, anything before we get out of here. DJs, keep doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Always remember that, you know, your GM or your manager might not understand what you're doing at the time when you're at work, as well as you probably don't understand what the GM is, is dealing with. So when they're getting on you guys about, you know, the kind of music you play or, or what you're doing or, you know, situations like that, they might not understand that you're reading the crowd. They might be under orders uh, of somebody else. You know, I've seen situations like that play out where DJs get very upset because, you know, the, the, the boss isn't letting them do their job mm-hmm. because they're, you know, trying to regulate what they play and things <coughs> like that. You know, those DJs that do drink when, when you're working, limit yourself to how much you drink because I can't tell you how many DJs I have had that have been shit face wasted by you know midnight when they start at 9.30 or 10 o'clock and at that point you know you think you sound great and you think you're playing to the crowd but you're really not you're playing to yourself and and what you think sounds good to all those girlfriends and wives of of DJs you know big shout out to you it is a it's a hard job it's a very hard job and you know keep it up and you know love them for who they are and understand that their job is their job and you know all those you know husbands and DJs be nice to your girl you know be nice to your wife be nice to your girlfriend understand when she gets jealous it's because she loves you when she questions you it's not because she doesn't trust you it's because she's curious and you know just just always try to think about the other person and then what they're dealing with at the time and you know try to be more understanding with each other I think that's what's gotten you know me and Al this far you hear that Al take that advice no, <laughs> I, I'm just I, I'm I'm just. She, she, ooh, this is my she, wife, she, not anybody else's. Anybody's in her inbox. I will fucking kill you right now. Take that advice, cause I I felt this that. is my wife. And no, was, we're not cloning her. Kinkles is closed. Go fuck yourself. Stay out of the box. I felt that. 
You're goddamn take, right. Take, I'll take, fucking ball. Take don't, that man. advice. Boy. Take that advice. You will be buried. Vanessa, I want to thank you for coming onto the thank show. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate nah, it. Dude. You actually, I actually took in some information from what you're telling me because, like I said in the beginning of the show, like I never heard like a GM perspective because all I do, I just walk in, DJ, and get paid, walk out. I barely talk to the to the GM. Mm-hmm. The the She's night. the one that 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 got me into the whole numbers thing. Yeah. Remember I told you? Remember Remember I told you? It was her fault. (laughs) Because now I know the background of of the whole restaurant industry, and mm -hmm. it's just, it's mind fucking blowing of what I've learned just from her. I honestly, what I think, what I learned from talking to you, Vanessa, I feel like I should talk to the GM because I'm always on the go. Like, I'm always walking in like 30 minutes before my set, set up. And stuff like that. Like I never sat down with the GM and be like, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" Right. Yeah, or what, what kind of party do you have? You exactly. Know, like you guys I like, have, you know, reservations of twenty five people. Yeah, what I never. I never done that, and I think I feel like I should do that now because I, I, like I said, I'm always on it's the go. It's always good. I'm it's always going. Any advice to DJs? Just on a side note, go I, ahead, I think ahead. all of you guys need to learn how to play a little bit more country music. Just a little. Wait, bit. Wait, the fuck? Just what? A little bit. <laughs> what? What? I did a whole country mix and you turned around and you were like, damn, babe, for real? I didn't even know you, you had never, all that country. Never but there's a not country song if it wasn't for but, me. But there Get the fuck out of here, huh? <laughs> okay. But there, but, okay. But there isn't I'll be but she's right, but there isn't a lot of country music DJs. <laughs> I only know about three. Right. I only know about three. There isn't a lot of country music DJs. <laughs> but but what Vanessa did say, she she did really let me listen and I actually did hear from her because she's a, obviously she's a bar owner so i actually feel like i should make the time now to actually show up to my venues early and be like hey what's going on the birthday parties anything i should be like expecting or anything like that so i actually did learn something from this hit some goals you know exactly and, and i can tell you that help you help know, the business grow right and as a gm and you know somebody who's on a budget to pay your entertainment on those nights that we have killed it i have definitely thrown extra you know through extra money to did my you entertainment you know hey you guys did a really good job you know thanks for doing See? that and you know you guys you, you have goals to hit what i tell you as crazy as it sounds you know a dj that's getting paid you know 300 or 350 or 400 dollars things at all it's not that much money this bar is packed they're making money but the bar industry is the hardest industry to make money See? An, an owner is lucky is doing a very good job if they take home five cents on a dollar See? literally just five cents and so to pay a dj 400 dollars, it's a we lot have to do 1200 dollars in sales just to break even from paying them 400 see see, uh, see i know some of this information but I'm, i didn't really take it in you also have to think about like She's paying these DJs three, four, five hundred bucks, but like you said, she has to make a lot of money in order to, make to compensate. That. And then not only that, she has to pay for liquor cost and security, insurance, and insurance, budget, right. and, and budget. Who that, who that, put, who labor, that came up with that too? Labor cost and all that stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of background that you're not just because we're the fucking main entertainment doesn't mean that fucking DJ Pandora and DJ Spotify can do half the job the fucking that half <laughs> these guys are doing now. So yeah. it, you know, fucking. That's another thing we got. We got into a fight because of that too, as well. <laughs> I mean, because I some some DJ went over there and didn't do his job, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, Which, that's, that's for a whole other yeah, fucking that's another podcast. Story. That's another story. Yes, it it's so, a whole other story, man. So, Unfortunately, uh, it is what it is. So Vanessa, again, thank you for coming. Yes, in. thank you, baby. Thank you. We love I, you, I really, man. Thank you uh, are. Really as, as much as I have already known about you, I mean, you spread so much light to a lot of people out there, man, and, I, and I, really I, showed a lot of both sides of the spectrum so we appreciate it thank you very much 
So, uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Industry DJs podcast. If you haven't, so like us on our Facebook page at the Industry DJs. Like us on Instagram at the Industry DJs. Uh, like us at uh, follow us myself and Al um, at DJ Kid on Instagram. I'll do it like this on Instagram. Uh, check out Vanessa. She is um, at Players, Players Pub, Pub and, and Grill, Grill and Prospect much Heights. Fucking 90, 90 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you'll, you'll bond us here. She's you might there. see their dust or, yeah. or the ghostling of her because she's. I mean, she she does everything, so she's yeah. everywhere. So she's everywhere. You'll yeah, definitely. She's there almost every single day, so you can't miss her. Let her know you saw her on the podcast. And um, yes, my wife <laughs> is awesome, and it is my wife. <laughs> Mine. And they say that women are jealous. My exactly. wife. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I'm fucking around. Or am All I? Right. But again, thank you guys for <laughs> tuning in. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys. We love you. Peace.